I'll tell you what, I will never get tired of seeing a bunch of Star Destroyers come out of hyperspace one right after another. Like, that is awesome. (laughs) Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. I'm here. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. I am too. And today we'll be doing a mini pod. Mini pod! Jetty pod. Jetty pod. pod. Or a yeah. Jedi pod. Yeah, I can call it Jetty pod. Jedi pod. Jedi pod. I thought about Porgy pod. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so disappointed that Porgs are everywhere in the media and the movie doesn't call them by name one time. They really don't, right? No. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't know it was a Porg if I hadn't, like, read articles <laughs> yeah you know what i mean the movie's yeah. just like it's a thing mm-hmm. it's like a little furby it's yep. like uh <laughs> it's like it's it, i guess they actually named them the the actual filmmakers named them whereas in force awakens where they had the one guy the one stormtrooper that had the you know the whatever weapon it is the that can take on lightsabers yeah they named him something like fans named him something oh really i think that's how they got his name interesting i don't think they ever named him in the movie they didn't (laughs) really think he was all that special or whatever but then though you know he he got on that boba fett type status (laughs) interesting um but uh yeah today we'll be doing uh star wars the last jedi yeah uh this movie has already made a hundred million dollars uh in the uh thursday and friday showing two days uh yes this is saturday so there's uh probably it's probably gonna end up being one of those 200 million dollar openers um it has the most mixed reviews i've ever seen yeah it is all over the place Mm -hmm. and what's i'm actually kind of glad Mm-hmm. And we'll go spoiler free here for a little bit. <clears throat> but when I came out, I was like, I'm going to be on such an island. <laughs> because the the early reviews, of course, you know, you expect that, you know, premiere screening review is going to get glowing mm-hmm. marks. And it did. But then when all the review, the actual reviewers, when the embargo dropped and everybody from YouTube reviewers to Leonard Maltin, everybody else, almost all positive. Mm-hmm. And so I walked out. You know, no spoilers. I didn't really like this movie. Mm. And I was like, man, I, everyone is going to hate me so much. Um, but yeah, it's all over the place. Even, even I know you said on Twitter that it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know exactly what that means. Right. And I have no idea what Chris thinks. What did you think? Well, first off, to address what you're talking about, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.2 average rating from all the critics. Yep. Uh, the audience score is 57%. Yeah, that's wild. I, I feel like that's too low. Mm-hmm. I understand where it's coming from. Um, I, I I've watched this movie twice now. Oh uh-huh. wow! I have seen it. I, I saw it in regular old old fashioned two D with Barrett on Thursday night, and then I watched it in three D. Oh really? Last night uh, did not have any idea. There was it was a it was a group of people bought tickets and they went and got the three D. Okay, I'll watch the 3D. We'll put on the goddamn glasses. There's like like two scenes where the 3D is actually, oh, that's kind of cool. And then the rest of it's like, oh, you just got scammed out of your money. Like every other <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering because there's not any like overt. I'm sure with the ships coming in and all that yeah. stuff. It, 
But uh, it's not anything that, like a gravity situation. I'll tell you what, I will required. never get tired of seeing a bunch of Star Destroyers come out of hyperspace <laughs> one yeah. right after another. Like, that is awesome. <laughs> after I watched it on Thursday, I, I, I told Barrett I liked it. I liked it, but there's some things about it that I don't like. Mm. I liked it better the second time. Um, I still have a lot of reservations about some of the things that happen in this. Um, but... Uh, overall, I think it really holds up well on the second viewing. Mm. Uh, it not only reminds you of all the great stuff in the movie that you saw the first time, it's you, now you have a, like a basis of things that, oh, I can't wait until this comes up. Right. I can't wait until this comes up and so on and so forth. There is a section in this movie oh, damn it. that I do not believe needs to be in here. I, I do I not believe I they made it. About. What? I don't believe they made it. They made this section. I can't believe oh, they even oh, shot yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought for a minute. I took that as, as in, I don't believe they made it. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't believe that they made it at all is oh, what it I sounded see. like. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, they made <laughs> it. It's there. <laughs> what if I just walked into And we'll get into it more. But at this moment, I turned to my friend Jason that went with me and I literally said, the hell is this shit <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know if you're talking about the same moment the same whole section of the movie that i'm talking about but like there is a part in here yeah. that i uh as i have i've watched it twice now i still don't understand the point of it are you talking about finn right yes okay uh without, without spoiling i think finn's storyline is really stupid yeah that yeah that whole thing with yeah yeah um yeah. so uh so yeah that's the one part that i think uh, and, and if you if you go back and like okay well this is this introduces this to us and this introduces that to us i can see the point for it right. but there is no story basis for it at all no and it makes no sense by the time you're done with it but anyway uh that one section is what's gonna keep me from saying i just loved this that's mm -hmm. e everything else around it i'm i'm i can't wait to start talking about it yeah interesting does it feel like it, the negative reviews and even some of the positive reviews I've seen have mentioned that it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Yep. To me, I think this feels like just a, a Star Wars movie taken in a slightly different direction. Like, I, I don't know, we can qualify this now. I liked it better than Rogue One, mm -hmm. uh, which was also kind of a, a tilted Star Wars story. Um and I think they tilted it kind of in the right way. Yes, there's some things that, that didn't work out, but I felt it felt like a like a Star Wars You movie. are not going to hear... Okay, first of all, I was reamed by a handful of people on Twitter for arguments I never made. Because <laughs> all I said was I thought it was a hot mess. <laughs> and I had coming at me left and right, well, when Star Wars tries to do something new, you hate it. If they do the same thing, By the hate. way, by the way, the, what you just said, that's exactly how they're talking, by the way. Um, <laughs> what you just said there is what is my number one thing that i get pissed off about with twitter uh, arguments yeah. uh you know that it really shows the limitations of the form sure when when someone can do a false equivalency thing like yeah. that and that's that's just as as clear as you can get false yeah. equivalency just because something is different and you complained about something not being different before doesn't mean it becomes good when it becomes different. Right. Well, okay, and I, you're not going to hear me complain about this not feeling like a Star Wars movie. I thought it did feel like a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to complain about all the chances and stretches that Ryan Johnson made, with one exception. Mm -hmm. um, some of them work better than others. I do think 
he kind of outthought himself um, certain aspects of the action. I can't wait to actually get specific about. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one or two times overthought a decision um, that I think keep it simple would have been a better approach. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I'm not the guy complaining about that. That's I never said that. It feels like a Star Wars movie. There are lots of great things. I can't wait to talk about them too. But to me, it feels all over the place. Uh, and there are some really big problems with the story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because for the most part, we're just making shit up to shuffle people around so that they're in the right spot at the end. Um, like the whole Finn storyline <laughs> is stupid, falls apart. They don't even complete the mission the way they're supposed to. And ultimately, their actions lead to destruction. Right. And for the most part, it really, anyway, we'll dive into that stuff later. But I'm not the guy complaining that, that, that he tried new things or it right. doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. I'm fine with all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think when you when you start talking about whether or not this fits as a Star Wars movie is the thing that they've done with these three new ones. I think all even include Rogue One uh, is that you know how the original trilogy seemed to be very tight on story, like it was just like we need to do this, we need to go there. Yeah. Now there's more to the side and everything. Like, uh, you know, when they go to the one planet and you start seeing all these, like, CGI, they're riding these CGI creatures around yeah, and everything. Yeah. It, it starts feeling very unlike Star Wars when these these kind of scenes come up. You know what that scene felt like? Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of did. It kind of did. And and that's one of the scenes where I'm just sit, I was like, sitting there just like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. This just doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. And there's, like, that's... That's the type of stuff that happens uh, quite a bit in these new ones where people, these new people have come in and had their own interpretations of how things should go and everything. But those are like, those are some silly, some silly things. And you can still do stuff like that, like a Star Wars movie, yep. but it just doesn't, doesn't fit like one at all. Right. You know? So um, well, I understand. One of the things I really dug was just about all the performances though. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm of the mind that like Mark Hamill has always been obviously just you know the 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 pillar of this story but I never really liked any of his performances before like he was fine he was fine in new hope he was fine with all of them mm-hmm. but he certainly wasn't like something I looked forward to seeing his perform his performance in this movie was fucking awesome well, he's had so much seasoning since return of the jedi yeah because I believe he was on stage for a while, and of course he's done this Joker forever now. Yep. Um, I think he's learned a lot of things since then, and and you know he obviously came in at the right time to be ultra famous and everything, but he didn't come in at the right time to become a great actor exactly. and, and have us see him in a lot of stuff after Return of the Jedi yeah. and so on and so forth. But he's, so. I mean, like he's grumpy, he's funny, he's. You know, he's great. He's he's really. I thought Donald Gleason was the best thing about the movie. He's he's unexpectedly hilarious. Yeah, man, I hated him at the first of this movie. Really? Oh, I thought he was the worst thing. I mean, he he gets better Uh at the very beginning. I feel like he's got that face tied up in that weird like i'm evil not like just a little bit too much and here's my evil face yeah it really is like yeah look at how unhumorous i can be you know 
and uh and some of his line readings and everything i'm like get the fuck off the screen uh but yeah i think he grows a little bit better like as the movie goes along and everything so you know who else was really great no chewbacca yeah <laughs> yeah his performance was awesome it really was <laughs> yeah uh well and then you the i guess the the one standout out of this is the one who plays rose in this yeah, uh, yeah she's the one she's a, a virtual nobody in yeah. fact i got looked at her her name is um kelly marie tran uh-huh i looked her up and she's done like a lot of like you know internet videos huh. and stuff like that not really in any i i saw her like i saw one of her credits was was that that just that that show that is like Adam ruins everything or Andy ruins everything? Oh yeah, Adam ruins everything. Adam yeah, ruins yeah. everything. He she was one of the characters in one of those shows. Or wow, whatever. that's like the highest profile thing that she was in, huh. I believe. And there was you know maybe a few other things you've heard of on the internet, but uh, she's probably the standout out of this entire like new group of people mm-hmm. in here, and she's really good too. I just I really liked her a, a lot. Yeah, I wish they had given her a little bit more to work with, but and then of course we got the whole Ray, uh, Kylo Ren thing, and Adam Driver was I, I really enjoyed Adam Driver. I, I enjoyed the dynamic between those two yeah. too. Um, the the performances really got me. You don't usually go. As evidenced by Hayden Christensen's entire, you know, arc here, you don't go into a Star Wars movie thinking, "I want to watch the acting." Yeah, well, yeah. you do now that Lucas isn't directing them. At least yeah, you that's can true. Now that Lucas isn't, directing. Yeah. I mean, I thought there were, I thought there were pretty good performances in The Force Awakens and even Rogue mm-hmm. One. Um, yeah, so I that girl's fine. Mm-hmm. She's one of those things that feels out of place to me in this mm-hmm. movie. Like she doesn't feel like a Star Wars character, mm. and I don't like that character at all. Mm. Like especially at the end, mm-hmm. that character really pisses well, me off. The ending is that that ending part is stupid. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Um, how much longer do we go before we can start talking about like, uh, anything else uh, overall? I mean, John Williams comes back and crushes oh, it again. Yeah. There is. I was going to say, was it John Williams? Because mm-hmm. there's actually an inverted theme in here that I really liked. That was a new hopish um but also i wanted to say there is a spaceship action moment in this film that is worth four times the price of admission <laughs> yeah and that made me giggle for 10 minutes i know yeah. exactly what you're talking and about. it may be one of the best things i have ever seen in a movie yeah yep. and I, i'll get specific here in a minute but i don't want everybody to think i'm just hate hating mm-hmm. there are things about this movie that i really liked that got my sweet spot that was one of them i just was giddy like a child so yeah. what's the letter grade we're giving this uh to me it's a solid a i love this movie okay oh jesus today c, c? oh I'm going to give it a B plus. I, I do. I, I, that one section of the movie is what I can't get around. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I think this is a solid A for me because everything around it to me is an A. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. So I, I can. <laughs> one thing that we can mention before uh, we go into spoilers is that I think this movie is too long. Um, I'm okay with it because I want to live in a Star Wars universe as long as you can. But there's there's just beats in this that just go on too long, and it's just it's a little bit over. Finn's entire story, cut that, and you've got a much healthier movie, Mm. shorter in length. We but you know we established a star with Boyega here in the first movie, so we got to give him something to do. Yeah. Anyway, let's go in on spoilers. Can you give us a a warning? Yeah. Spoiler warning. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Cable guy. No spoilers. 
spoilers! Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose. Miss Luke's father is actually Darth Vader. She's, She's the sister and the daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. I mean, he's just wasted. This whole movie, that character's just wasted. <sighs> I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much. You're talking about the casino planet sequence, right? I'm, well, in larger picture, I'm talking about Finn's character just being a pawn on the chessboard moved around. And the whole casino planet thing is just a huge misstep, in my opinion, mm. especially the fucking giant horned alpaca right. racers. Yeah. That whole <laughs> sequence is just bonkers stupid. Like, I don't know what he was going for there, but... The fact that I was sitting there going, what am I even doing here? Yeah. And they're supposed to be getting this code breaker. They get the wrong guy. Yeah. Somehow he still has enough skills to break the codes to get them where they want to well, go. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the, the, the biggest, like, the silliest moment is them. First off, they they the reason why they're in jail is because they parked their fucking uh, yeah. ship on the beach. Yeah. They couldn't park that anywhere else. They're yeah. they're that desperate for time yeah. that they can't just move that or you know find some place <laughs> whatever. Um. So that's the reason they're thrown in. And the real like person they're looking for is this Justin Thoreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's I, that girl said is the only person in the universe that can right, break this code. Yeah. Only person. And uh, and so they get thrown in jail and it just so happens Benicio Del Toro's in there. And, uh, the collector. Yeah, the collector. And uh, and uh, he's he's there to say, I can do this. And for and so they they're desperate. They have to they have to. And of course, like all Star Wars able to break out of jail because the stupid thing is right outside yeah yeah and all he has to do is like like flashes like you know his id badge or whatever the <laughs> fuck he's using to open it up and it's a funny moment but you're sitting there going oh fuck you yeah like why was he here the whole was he waiting for people to show up <laughs> so that he could say hey let's break out so i can make some money i mean it doesn't make any sense um but yeah that that whole thing you're right i mean it's this that whole casino part there's one part in there that is kind of cool they talk about how these people made their money and all that you know what well, there's only one way you could make this kind of money and that's selling weapons to the empire yeah and all that or the first order um and um and so you get that but you don't really need i don't know how long were they there 20 to 30 minutes of the film at least somewhere around there um it the only thing that comes out of that is you get introduced to a child character that we know has jedi powers by the end of it Mm -hmm. um and they introduce this benicio del toro character who's obviously going to be in future installments and so on um but other than that story-wise it makes no sense because what we're talking about here is that uh Poe is like, what are we doing? He's talking to Laura Dern, who's in charge at this point. He's like, what are we doing? What's the plan? And she doesn't tell him. Why yeah, doesn't she and tell it's him? Fucking stupid. And there's no reason not to tell him. Yeah. But I've seen this movie twice. There's not one time where he goes, well, why didn't you just say that in the first place? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's my stupid reasoning. Yeah. You know, that was it was. Oh, well, let's just keep that secret from Poe, who's we, who we know is a. A loose cannon. Well, they talk yeah. about that all the time. And there's only like a hundred of them do left. Shit. Yeah, they know he's going to go out and do shit. Yeah. Yep. And for the very reason that they they don't tell him that, that's when Finn and and Rose go over to him and say, "Hey, by the way, the reason they're able to track us through light speed is because of this flux capacitor thing." That's yeah, which weird. is really fucking stupid. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you know yeah. how you can fix both of these problems is if 
they're not using a tracker. They have a mole on the ship. Right. And then there may be a reason why I can't tell him the plan yeah. on here on the bridge. Oh, my God. Yes. And But she gets so many people killed yeah. because oh, of yeah. that, because she's in a pissing match with, and it's not even really her fault. It's the screenwriter's fault she- because he wants to hide it from us. Mm-hmm. There's so many things she could have done better. That 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 moment I was talking about with the spaceship thing is when she hyperspaces into the <laughs> first <laughs> order. So and, and it goes silent. And it's yes. like, you yeah, you I just, was just like, ah, that's so awesome. <laughs> but it's not earned. I don't care. She sacrificed herself, sure, but she got hundreds, if not thousands, of them killed. Yeah, well, thankfully, it wasn't the important ones when they were picking off the the ships. Yeah, let's uh, not shoot the transports on it. It's uh, yeah, they they waited until the very end to even like think about targeting the one with Poe and Leia, and, and that leads to other stuff too. So yes, they they somehow completely missed the main characters. She misses the the main characters doing that light speed thing. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, Finn and Rose get up and everything, and yet there's still some people with the wherewithal and the care to want to kill them yeah. for some reason. Poor it's, Gwendolyn Christie. I know. What did they tell her when they cast her? They were like, we're going to do something cool with your character, I promise. Nope. Go yeah. to fucking waste you two movies in a row. Yeah. We're, we're going to make it where you're concerned about the two characters who no longer matter. Yeah. Uh, while the ship is in flames because that one guy defected as a stormtrooper <laughs> a movie ago. Right. really it really stuck in her craw oh man. my god yeah she's still like calling him by his F- like it. yeah she is man she's angry about it yeah you and defected you're the only one ever <laughs> they get into a battle that even like some random stormtroopers and they're like firing guns yeah, you, know, like, yeah. fire, you know and everything and it's like at this point do you do you need to kill them? There's not any reason no, anymore. No. Um, um, okay, so I have major problems with the staging of the action in the sense that basically we spend the whole movie where we're at because the First Order can't catch up to the ship. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just out of range. You've got 12 goddamn Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Send one in hyperspace two miles ahead. <laughs> Stop it right next to the rebel ship and blow it the hell up. Yeah. Yep. Like, and then even, this is the whole movie. Yeah. Right? The whole movie, before he even goes to Casino Planet or any of that, before she won't tell him the plan, they're like, it's a ship's out of range. We just have to wait for them to run out of gas. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Let's like, just go fuck? ahead and wait wait for their gas to run out. Yeah, exactly. And at the end with the cannon on the salt planet. What well, land that shit closer? Yeah. Like the cannon can't fire in the door yet. Right. They haven't dragged it close enough yet. Uh, well, why did you land it three miles away? There is you ignorant no fuck. doubt about that. I just, I, the second time through, that's really glaring because you're just like. Because they show it and you're like, oh shit, it's right out. No, it's yeah, like six it's miles, miles down the away. way. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, and, and it's all just so that we can stage these action beats, mm-hmm. especially there at the end with, with Luke and Kylo. I don't know. I'm. The angry one, so I don't want to steer too much of the conversation. But uh, I both liked and disliked that final confrontation. Oh, yeah? I like the idea that Luke is strong enough to do what he does, to project himself across the universe. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure how noble it is that basically he stalls for time. That's basically all he's doing. Yeah. But if he knew... And I believe he had to know that projecting himself across the universe for as long as he did was going to kill him. Because mm-hmm. even Kylo Ren says earlier to Ray, you, you can't be doing this connection between us because be, you're not strong enough. It would kill you. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just go in person? 
He doesn't have a ship. He has a ship. It showed an X-Wing under the water. But it's under the water. It, it's been underwater on the planet he was being trained by Yoda. Yeah, that's true. But that was underwater for like a like a day. I'm just saying. Any, I, either way, I think the reason why he projects himself is because if he does just go by, if he does go, let's say he can, let's say he can drag that ship out and then fly it. Then he is going to die when they shoot all those millions of lasers at him, and yeah. there's not going to be any real like. There's not going to be any real distraction at well, all. That's true. Um, now, I still don't understand the distraction part because it does require Ray to show up on the planet because they go, they go back and they're like, "Oh, where are the crystal creatures?" Another <laughs> CGI like masterpiece. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 They're like, where did those crystal creatures go? Oh, they must have gone. Let's follow them. And there's rocks there. And it's yeah. like, it's one of those. This is what the movie does a lot. It it plays on your expectations, like in every instance that you can possibly say, oh, Luke's there to make a distraction. He knows that there's an exit out there. Oh, wah, wah. There's rocks there. I can't get through there. The crystal creatures can, but we can't. And then Ray just happens to be there. Yeah. Like parks right behind like no like she knows yeah. like I, like and, all right i'm gonna lift the rocks and everything um so yeah uh i even with even if i that's the that's the thing about this movie even if i agree that he didn't he didn't have a ship and he had to project himself and he had to make a distraction a distraction for what <laughs> yeah <laughs> did did you know that ray was gonna be there and lift yeah. the rocks yeah maybe he did i don't know well um, and see, I feel like this is a place where Keep It Simple would have worked a little better because I feel I can I almost feel like I can sense the writer's room going, OK, Luke shows up at the end to fight Kylo Ren and then sacrifices himself. Oh, wait, that's too much like Obi-Wan. Right. Let's not do that because everyone will say it's too much like Obi-Wan. OK, fine. Maybe Luke doesn't have to sacrifice himself on purpose or what have you. But the movie gives us three badass Jedis or Sith. And not once do we get a real fight between two, any two of them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the I like the thing... action scene with Ray and Kylo fighting, mm -hmm. even though there's no fucking reason any of those red guards should last more than five seconds against these two. I guess they're Jedi Although as well. Have... I, I think so. In fact, I was excited about that in, in multiple ways because we've never seen these motherfuckers fight. These are like the highest level of stormtrooper, the Imperial Guard that are trusted to, you know, really stave off like the, the top level. So they've got to be super well trained, mm. even against Jedi. And they have these new weapons yeah. too, like that that definitely work against lightsabers and stuff like that. Yeah, like the stuff we've never seen before. Like the one dude has that awesome like little rope thing. Right. That, like he's like sitting there like pulling Ray along with it and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and then you have to start asking yourself why doesn't like everybody just kill ray and then they go you know try to kill yeah. kylo they're like three guys are on kylo one's on yeah. it's like some real sexism amongst the red <laughs> the red guard there we have luke fucking skywalker and you just killed him and we didn't get to see him lightsaber battle anybody uh, i mean he had the one moment with i guess he didn't yeah. he was a projection yeah he was a projection even though his lightsaber actually makes contact with kylo ren's lightsaber yeah so he's physically there i don't know <laughs> i don't know um the Snoke thing kind of bothers me because mm -hmm. he's God of the Force mm -hmm. right up until the movie needs him to be dumb and not sense something is happening. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I, I, it's one it, it's one of the best moments of the movie is what Kylo does to him. Yeah. 
And I guess they're saying that Kylo was able to like shield some part of his mind from, yeah. from him. Uh, and that was what his mistake was, was thinking he could read his entire mind and, and never think, you know, I guess that's what they're saying. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch where he's basically saying you're an open book. Yeah. You know, so I, don't, I can tell everything. So at the one thinking. moment where he's doing two things at once, he can't, you know, I guess it's the arrogance factor of a villain, you know. Yeah. I think I wrote down in my notes, you hired Andy Circus to have him sit in a chair. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so much promise to that character, so much mystery, and it's just poof. Yep. Poof. And speaking of poof, let's talk about Princess Leia here for a minute. Uh huh. Or as I call her, Leia Poppins, mm. who is sucked out of a spaceship into space. Yes. Mm -hmm. The cold vacuum of space. She dies, and then she supermans herself back to life, puts her hand up in the air a la Mary Poppins, and goddamn floats her way back to the ship. Yep. Now, that was really stupid, in my opinion. I get you want to tell us, hey, there's stuff about the Force you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And you've done it a few different ways in this movie much more effectively. But at this point, no Jedi or Sith should ever die again. Snoke shouldn't be dead. Luke shouldn't be dead. If she can come back from that, because she has some, she's not even a Jedi. She just has some connection to the Force. Yeah. And she, Jesus is herself. I thought that was a weird decision, too, because I, I, I wanted to see that moment where Leia actually shows off mm -hmm. what she's learned. And I guess for practical reasons, you're not going to have her in a lightsaber battle or anything like that. Yeah. But there's a million different ways that you can show how powerful she is. You also undercut that moment right before it where she realizes what's about to happen. Yep. And she gives this great look of like defeat. And then you see her slowly sucked out of the back. And, mm -hmm. and Kylo didn't want to do it, but his guards did it. And I was yeah. like, ah! And then like three minutes later, it's like, oh, that was all for nothing. reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy when, uh, when Peter Quill does that. You know, like at the very last minute he puts the the mask on you know yeah i just i don't if she can resurrect herself there's no reason luke can't and plus just in reality this is not really the best time to be doing that considering <laughs> you know what i mean well i mean and you've you've been you've been referring to this as like the skywalker story right, right. this is the concluding trilogy they're all dead yeah assuming i that mean she's probably gonna have to be written off or CGI'd in somehow. Yeah, they said they're not going to do that, so they're going to. She's going to have to have some sort of. And thing. Luke now, is dead, and Han is dead. Well, Kylo is technically a, a the Skywalker. Only one. Yeah, yeah. Ray is not, and also, uh, if we believe that story, and uh, you know, it, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's a cool story. I like that explanation. If that's where they leave it, but he's a liar. They've mm -hmm. always been liars. But also, this little kid with the broom at the end, mm -hmm. and I just feel like now the Jedi be everywhere. Well, I, but they, the Jedi were everywhere before. That's what they've they've already sort of suggested that even in Force Awakens when they were talking about how Luke went to train Kylo, there were other people. Now that's something none of the Star Wars movies have really ever, yeah, uh, like explained at all. Like, you know, with with Anakin, it was like, well, there was no father, and he just happened to have powers, and you know, now you found him, so mm -hmm. train him. Um, but then there's these others out there that are apparently the same. They're, yeah. They're, and, and this is all going back to this midi-chlorian bullshit, yeah. too. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure it's explained in all of the other novelizations and the stuff that's can't. We're talking about the movies. Yeah. And so, yeah, that I mean, so so Luke is definitely training others than Ky other people than Kylo. 
in this whole thing. So there are people out there, and this is that whole this this movie and Rogue One and Force Awakens and and the prequels are all basically telling us that you don't have to be born from Jedi to be Jedi. Right, right. Um, but they've also in every other scene been telling us that the Skywalkers are the, like he's the last one. No, there's another. It's his sister. But like they spent a lot of time t- telling us that this was the with, last there's, line. There's a lot of things we don't know about what they're doing. This is the whole this whole Ryan Johnson treatment of Star Wars to me tells me that and th- and there's so many themes you can hear Kylo Ren say it several times basically in in so many words saying forget what you know of the past. Right. This is the new stuff. He tells he tells Ray turn over change you know forget about the past but change change yourself it's this is butchering the quote but you know change yourself go to something new this is what you've always wanted to be all along uh it's basically saying in order for Star Wars to grow it needs to get away from all of these like same old paternal maternal lines no absolutely and everything it's basically a defiance i mean i can i'm underst- fine with that i can understand why star wars fans are pissed mm-hmm. because it's it really is saying forget your childhood stop stop yeah. stop relying on all these other movies for your enjoyment of the next movie and that's what this whole thing to me seems like it just seems we don't know because because this whole thing with ray being able to do the thing she does without any real training and all that. This, yeah, she doesn't get any training. This, on that she still has no training. This, uh, this uh, rise of Snoke, all that. We don't know what they're thinking as far as what is this new force that it, maybe it's not even the same force that they've been they've been thinking about. They you know this has been used. All I think the it's time. a new way it, because of, of how Luke describes it. He's like, it's not ours. It's Ray, not the Jedi. Ray is Ray is not using this or hat or ray has a new understanding yeah that the other jedi never had right and yoda sets fire to all those uh those old texts and everything there's nothing in there that she doesn't already know actually i think you see those texts in the ship at the end yeah yeah yeah. she she i was about to i was gonna ask you you know you guys did you see that at the end Mm. when he pulls that when finn pulls that drawer open it looks like she took him with him but um, what this looks like to me, and I dig, is that she has an understanding of the dark side and is okay with it in in a certain frame, from a certain point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because right now it's always been either the light side or the dark side. Mm-hmm. You have to choose, and you definitely don't want to even incorporate any of the dark side. If you're the dark side, you don't want to incorporate any of the light. If, if the whole like striving towards balance of the force has to be done. She, you have to have an understanding of both, exactly. and I think that's where she's working her way towards. And that's something that these other Jedi have failed at yeah. so long. And this, there's so that's why you have Luke talking about like all the failures the Jedi had. You know, they allowed Darth Sidious to, to arise. They allowed somebody to train Darth Vader. They did it's because they had that. They had that. They were scared of this dark yeah. side and never wanted to. It's kind of like. You know those studies that they do every once in a while, like people who are who grow up in like all Christian households and everything, and they're given all the restrictions in the world, and they're the ones that end up being the worst yeah. because they don't have any like like Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong, but you know what I mean. Like they they actually actively seek out 
sin and things of that nature because they've been told it's so wrong and then it's like well it's so enticing yeah and i and i think that's where what you jeremy what you have a problem with now it's not necessarily just the skywalkers it's it's diversified and everything it's the the fact that the jedi itself is antiquated and that's what luke was trying to get across is that there could be a boy over there on a different planet working in a stable that has an understanding of the force may not even be trained as a Jedi, but he has an understanding of the Force and has some powers. Sure, so, I'm okay with that. So the last Jedi being, there is still going to be the Force. There's still going to be the Rebellion versus well, the First Order. he actually says, I will not be the last Jedi, and it cuts right to Rey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what the point of all that was then, because there's going to be more Jedi. Yeah. And maybe the it, broom kid is going to be one, it too. Does, it, maybe I it's Kylo. A, I think there's a host of people that could be Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kylo bothers me in this movie because I feel like for the second straight movie, it's will he or won't he turn to the light side? Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm I totally on board with Kylo in this movie. Uh, and we can argue about it, but I... I, I barely even finished what <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the movie wants you to think that he could go either way. Mm-hmm. And then he does something selfish showing that he's all the way at the dark side and you were fooled. And when that, that scene first started with Snoke and Ray and Kylo, I had this inkling. I was talking with Simser about it last night on Twitter, and we both liked this idea. He might even have suggested it, but I, what if they switch places? Yeah. Like, what if in her pursuit of turning him to the light side, she goes dark mm-hmm. and something human in him goes light? And I thought, man, that this would both fulfill... Star Wars shit, but mm-hmm. also doing something new and breaking the rules. And instead, I just feel like at least arc-wise, and I'm not, I like the actor. And I think Kylo has a lot of great, mo- especially at the end when he's just losing his mind. Yeah. And he's like, fire that ship out of the sky! Yeah. Um, but I just felt like there was, there was kind of a tease there again. It still could happen, though. That would, that would have been awesome. And they even said it in the movie that that's something that could happen. Yeah. There's a point where they're going up in the elevator, I believe, and they're they're saying like there's this thought that or even or maybe during the bridge scenes, I can't remember what it's ones, but they say something about possibly, you know, she would be the one that would turn and he would be the one that that would be satisfying. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. Uh what is interesting about his character though that I that I I, I think does hold up is that his conflict is not whether to be good or not. His conflict is to is how is he going to get rid of Snoke so that he can be the main baddie? Yeah. And that's what sort of what has been going through. He's he's being nice, quote unquote, to Ray because he knows that if he can get her on board too, they would be unstoppable. Mm. And he's got this idea like Vader did in the original trilogy and everything that, you know, that I can maybe get my son turned in this way and we just rule the galaxy. And his his conflict has never been about being good. No, I agree. I agree. But the movie wants you to think it is. Yeah, there's exactly. definitely For yeah. surprise. Yeah, I just, just I felt like it was the second movie in a row where they did that to me, where they all along he had a plan he was following, like with the Han Solo thing, that whole bridge scene. Mm-hmm. The m- movie, at least for a, a hot minute, wants me to think he might turn because of his dad. He never intended but to. They never, mm-hmm. They've never once, like, uh, when she asks him why you killed your dad, he did, He never answers that question. Hmm. Um, and and it's. I think it's before, before he starts trying to get her to come to his side, too, because he doesn't want to say, 
I did hate him. I did want him to die. I was tired of all of his bullshit yeah. and everything. And I and I agree that it seems like it's put. They want him to go to the light side, and it's a confusing thing. I don't think there's ever been a conflict about him going to the light side. No, I think especially you, you, you toward, right. especially towards the end. And he's going up against Luke Skywalker, and and he's like, "Are you here to turn me for once and for all?" And Luke's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, that's another moment where I was like, "Oh shit, he's about to go off. This is going to be the best lightsaber battle ever." <laughs> and by the time it was done, I was like, "Man, even Phantom Menace had that cool Darth Maul fight." Yeah, and I think was- they got their action, their their fight action from that imperial guard scene and it was a cool scene when mm. she tosses the lightsaber and he catches it and turns it on and it shoots through dude's head that's yeah. fucking badass i enjoyed that scene it wasn't cut to hell i was able to tell what was going on i just again maybe i am the whiny fanboy who's just like star wars give me a lightsaber battle but i feel like you gave me three of the most powerful force wielders i've ever seen in any star wars movie all in this one movie you had two of them fight together on the same side and you never really gave me any kind of clash. Yeah, but then you've got Mark Hamill, and depending on how practical you want to get with it uh, versus like a body double or a Ray Park or something like that, we're not going to want to see, I don't want to see 65-year-old Mark, 61-year-old Mark Hamill trying to fight 29-year-old Adam Driver, mm-hmm. you know, because that would devolve into more of like a prequels, Count Dooku, you know, Christopher Lee flopping around well, trying to fight. We definitely get rubber Mark Hamill yeah. and everything. Well, he doesn't have to fight the way Yoda did. Again, the movie kind of suggests he's been away from the Force for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think you could make a case that, you know, you don't know who's going to win in a fight between the two of them. Because Kylo is just like Rey, is one of those, like somebody who's a little bit more attuned to the Force and is a little bit more powerful than we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And Luke is rusty. Maybe he doesn't have the greatest fighting style. That's kind of why I would I, w- I would have been okay if he died there for real. Yeah. Maybe not the whole Obi-Wan, I'm going to lower my lightsaber death. But, you know, he just he can't keep up. And he's just buying time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I, I, don't, I don't hate the movie. It just It's all over the place for me. And a lot of the moments that are great are only great because of some paper-thin plot machinations. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, for me, it... It just, it works. Like, I tried to really poke holes in this movie, and there are a lot of holes that you can poke in a specifically plot and machinations and stuff like that, but I just loved it. I, I just did think love being in it. The salt planet, where they're, for whatever other reason, there's, like, red dirt yep. immediately. Like, I love visually everything yeah, about that. Awesome. I mean, from the footsteps to the ships that have, like, a little draggy thing. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool visual look. There's a lot to like about this movie, mm-hmm. and I'll go back... At some point, just for that hyperspace suicide. Fucking awesome. You know what I loved was the moment that uh, they were in the Falcon and they did a touch and go. Where oh, Chewie like so fucking badass. comes out of light space, she shoots out in the pod, and he fucking goes right, right back, back into oh, light space. So yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god. That was great. Yeah. In fact, my friend turned to me at that point, he was like, That was right. Yeah, I had a fucking <laughs> fist pump at that point. Yeah. Um I'm sorry if I didn't like it as much as y'all, or <laughs> I'm I'm talking to the listeners, not you two assholes. Yeah. Um but you know, there's plenty to like. I can see why people are landing all over the place on this thing. Yeah. Because, you know, there, there is plenty to argue for, and I think there's plenty to argue against. For me, it's ultimately going to come down to the racing alpacas and Princess Leia Poppins. Mm. And, and that's generally going to 
be what over time keeps me from loving this movie because that yeah. those are just two very bad decisions in my mind yeah those the that whole thing and like we said before with the finn thing is going to be what keeps it from being perfect like everything else about it i like i like the whole thing i like the idea of ryan johnson coming in and saying it's time to change star wars and he has the balls to do that and apparently disney had the balls to do it yeah. too because everybody else has been fired for trying to do that yeah, no, well <laughs> and he's been hired to do a new trilogy yeah so, so they must have enjoyed his and i agree with you i i like that he had the balls to do this, a lot of this stuff and and yeah and i think that's where we're also going to get why we don't get that lightsaber battle too yeah. i think that's another conscious decision mm -hmm. is the reason why we don't get that type of thing is because He's trying to change it, you know, and say, let's, we've done seven episodes, about half of them have to deal with the, the Death Star, yeah. and like all these other same characters doing the same things over and over again. Let's try to go in another direction. Um, I started getting a little bit philosophical about what these characters represented for the actual Star Wars franchise during the second viewing. I believe Kylo Ren is Ryan Johnson. I believe that he is the person that is in here to change star wars he's in everything that he says mm -hmm. everything that he says in this movie is something that i feel like is coming directly from ryan johnson himself mm. um because there's so many different themes of him saying it's time to change it's time to it's time to stop worrying about the past blah 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 i believe that ray herself is the star wars franchise itself it's somebody mm. who's new it's somebody it's something we're gonna have to start dealing with like it's not the same kind of force that we've had to deal with in the past. It's yeah. some, some new understanding of it that no one else has had in this period of time and so on and so forth. And I came up with a few others too, just here and there, but the, you know, it's, I think a lot of these main characters you can say represent some where the state of star Wars now. Yeah. And they have, they represent that type of thing. Who's captain Phasma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, captain Phasma is the, is the uh, dangler on the script that they forgot to, you know. Oh, shit, we forgot Phasma. Yeah. Hey, let's show her eyeball before she dies. Yeah, right. she gets to act. Yeah. Yeah. She even on set once before that day. <laughs> I'm sure she was. I'm, I'm sure, sure she, she was. was in the costume. I'm sure she was. My point is she didn't need to be. No. Um, they could have gotten any seven-foot woman. Yeah. <laughs> or man. Right. Or man. Or man. <laughs> what matter of man are you? Oh. Um, so, yes, I, I really like everything around that Finn scene, and there's a lot of definitely, there's some definite plot things that uh, could have been fixed, I think. You're also talking about something that, you know, Force Awakens came out in December of 2015, and then they got Ryan Johnson. He's like, hey, get this movie written and made in two years yeah. yeah and that's where our that's where we run into a lot of our problems with movies mm -hmm. if you want to why'd they do that why is this all sloppy blah 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 it's because of the time factor dummies <laughs> <laughs> especially with one with this scope mm -hmm. it's like what jeremy's saying you simplify a few key plot points here you got an amazing movie because it looks gorgeous sounds gorgeous you got great performances Trim the fat a little bit. Don't give me on every planet a CGI animal. Like, mm. just stop it at the porgs. We're good with the porgs. They were okay. Yeah. Well, and I also didn't need to see Mark Hamill 
milk a breast. Ha! Yeah, that's that's probably the one thing out of the viewings that I've seen that everybody's on board like says no to that. Again, I get what you're going for, at least with the milk mustache part of that, but I didn't need to see the milk coming out of the I didn't need to see the teats. That was I mean, that was just weird. Yeah. Uh but no, I I for whatever reason this is something that I typically would piss me off. It being long didn't bother me. It being mm. bloated didn't bother me. It being nonsensical at times didn't bother me all that much. It was just so cool. And I actually, the stuff that you're talking about, Chris, with the, the way to use the Force, uh, the new understanding of the Force, uh, the fact that it, it's more Force-heavy than lightsaber-heavy, I dig that kind of stuff. That's kind of, I like the concept of that. I like the fact that Ray's lightsaber, by the way, I don't know how they tore it in two, yeah. but after they did, like, her big ending with the Force has nothing to do with the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's using the Force to lift the rocks, mm-hmm. and I do think that's very cool. It's almost like when Neo makes the, the squiddies, no, the squiddies, like, oh, yeah, fall yeah, yeah. out of the uh-huh. sky at the end of the second one. I'm like, oh, what's possible next? Yeah. So there is some excitement there. I just think you could have done that. And still giving me a badass lightsaber battle. Uh-huh. Yeah. It didn't have to be Rubber Luke flipping all over the place. And again, I even kind of like the idea of what they went with. Mm-hmm. And I love the the shot of him looking at the, the double sunset. Yeah. Right there at the end, which is like... I love... There's there's circle. a couple of things that Luke does in this. It's where Ray pushes him over and he almost falls on the rock, but he stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that, that scene where Kylo takes a swing at him, he just slides right under that yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 So, I can't wait to see it again. So do you think that she's going back to that island? What would be the point, though? I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the point of that whole pit that she went into was. If there was no, there's nothing. That, that was her, that was her Dagobah cave. Yeah, yeah. It was, but yeah. she didn't encounter anything no no and he didn't even do really one bit of training no and no. so she now who's gonna train her well i mean i think that's another point is that the fact that maybe you don't need a jedi trainer anymore because mm-hmm. that system obviously is not working because you've gotten fucked up in every other way you know maybe that's all maybe all that it is is that it is her willingness to go and take tackle it head on yeah and that's all really and it it is sort of a fuck you to the audience too by the end of it because you 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 think you're gonna see her parents you think she's gonna like harry potter her parents right you know at the end looking into the magic mirror and everything and then like a lot of things in this movie ryan johnson gives you the finger on a lot of those things um and uh so maybe that's what it was they make a big deal when they find when they're uh, talking to, Sno- to snoke snoke says something about blowing up the island and everything mm-hmm. that he's on so maybe there, I don't know. Maybe there's. I don't nothing. think. Yeah, I don't know if there's any point to the island anymore. As long because what I'm excited to see in the next movie is that there's like thirty of them left. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the core, obviously, they put the distress signal out and everything, and they're starting to get responses. And there's the kid with the ring and everything. But uh, seeing the rebellion build, which we didn't get to see really in the first in the first movie, uh, the f- original trilogy, is seeing it from the ground up. Like we've been knocked down. We're we got nothing left. Here's how we're going to win. See, I think I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to do that. Maybe not. I, I think know. the next movie is going to jump ahead like several years. And so we're not going to see that ideology. We're, we're just going to 
bang back into like a I new guess. hope. I mean, or something I, like I never knew where the rebellion got all those goddamn ships in the first place. <sighs> they stole a lot of them, and apparently these rich people yeah. were building them. Yeah, they're they're buying them from uh, you know this weapon, these weapons dealers that they because there's that whole thing with Benicio del Toro. Yeah, on the ship where he's like, "Where did we get this ship from?" Oh, he got his money from selling stuff to the Empire. Ooh, and to the Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> God bless him. I love Benicio del Toro, but what? Well, I don't oh, know what fucking... the stutter was. I don't know what that was all about. But yeah. little, little character trait, Benicio del Toro. That's Benicio for you. Yeah. So if you like Star Wars, you got to see this, right? I would. Well, you have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. You may not like it. it yeah. There's all enough of it. that you're gonna like. Yeah. I'm just, you know, comes with the Jeremy warning. Watch out for the puddles of bullshit. Yeah, I do. I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I just like the theme. I think the themes held it together, like glued it enough for me to to kind of look past a lot of that stuff, which is odd for me. Hmm. Well, it's all right. We're allowed to disagree. (laughs) All right. So I I would say that if you're like Barrett, you got to go in head first. If you're like me, you go in head first, but know that there is, you know, some sections of this movie that to this point don't seem to have any explanation and suck about it. <laughs> uh, and if you're like jeremy you're gonna have to be very wary when you go in you like you're gonna see some cool things but you're gonna hate a lot of it too there you go. yeah go so, in with very little expectations and then you'll either be met or rewarded what it's i'm trying right. to do secretly is lower your expectations by sure. b- bagging on the film so you'll have a better time when you go yeah mm-hmm. just i'm looking out for you yeah man of the people will be interesting to see how this is uh, looked at over time yeah like we like what will the other star wars movies inform about this one that will make it either better or worse well even force awakens came out and was pretty everybody pretty much liked it Mm -hmm. and then a few months later it's like the sheen started to wear off and everybody was like it's it's a new hope all over again yeah that's just the death star again speaking of which they have just a they have a dreadnought now Mm -hmm. it's not a circle yeah, still a Death Star, uh, basically. It's a. Don't they even say that it it's a it's a fleet killer? Fleet or something killer. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. All right. So it's still still kind of the same thing. Yeah, still a They're little still bit. Still trying to find that uh, WMD that you know. That... <laughs> still had to drop a bomb down and on a specific point to blow it up. Yeah, exactly. WMDs. That makes me think of the wire. Mm-hmm. Get your yellow tops. Yeah, WMDs. WMDs. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that will do it for this mini pod. Mini pod. Jetty pod. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. The list. The you list. Sounded like the comic list. book guy. Yeah. The Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. Worst episode <laughs> ever. Uh, but that'll do it for the mini pod of The Last Jedi. This is Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Except for the um, Master Chef kids, Master Chef Junior, Little Chefs. Is that pretty objective though? Because they seem to interact with them. I don't know how objective it is, but it's pretty it's damn pure. Ju- it's just a door. Because they're fucking kids, man, and they they root for each other. They don't realize I'm supposed to hate you. You're my competitor. They cry and hug each other every time somebody gets kicked out. Oh god, I love that show. I the fucking, adult version is watchable. The kid version is just gold. I bawled like the last one that I saw on that. Oh, man. Like, I'm telling you. Plus, I can't watch it every they're time. They're fucking talented. They're yeah. like eight-year-olds cooking 
fine dining yeah, shit. Yeah, they're like sous vide yeah. shit and, you know, Brinoise. Brinoise the birth. That's the birth the birth. I, I didn't. Just, I didn't realize. Was it? Isn't that what they did with the shallots? They brenoised them. They did. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just watching that episode before I left, and yeah, she said a b word there that I was like, "What?" It's it's dicing. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's what it, it ends up being. I just oh. didn't realize it, it was a brenoise. Yeah, well, but then, did you get through that that mise en place thing? Not today. Oh, okay. Um, and I'd had a little wine when I saw the first one. It's one of those things where I was like, I saw an article that was like, Top Chef Power Rankings, week two. And I was like, I watched that episode. <laughs> I don't really remember much about it. <laughs> That's why I was watching it again today. I was like, okay, I did watch this. But That's funny. Brenoise. I bet there's like 72 different types of dicing. And Brenoise is just a specific one. It may be because the first, because I watched the first season of that MasterChef. Yeah. Because it was an interesting thing, home cooks and all that stuff. Yeah. And their first challenge was to properly, it may have been Brenoise, or properly dice an onion. Mm. And like four people were immediately, like their first cut, Ramsey went up and he was like, you're gone. <laughs> That'd be me. And they're like, what the fuck? You're like, I know how to dice an onion. And he was like, no, it's not, it's not uniform. It's not right. And they were like, oh, all right. Well, that's it. That would be me. I'd like pick up the knife and he'd be like, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're holding it by the wrong end. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Are you ready for it? No, that, that song's grown on me. I haven't, I haven't really given more than two listens to any of her songs. It's grown on me. Yeah, the I other, mean, the other song never will. That song has. Did you because hear the, the big only, reputation song? No, that's playing on the radio a lot. I, I haven't heard that yet. It's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's bad. It's got Ed Sheeran and Young Thug in it. Though. That doesn't sound like a good combination. Those two are the best part of the song. No, really? Because Ed Sheeran... How is John Legend not in this? <laughs> I know. I'm sure he's on a track somewhere. <laughs> I was driving down here in the interstate, and the car in front of me was slowing down to let the car to the right get in because he had his left blinker on. And after a while, he realized, well, he must have left it on without meaning to get over so he speeds up and i speed up and as i get close i see it's a student driver car and i think that's pretty funny student, <laughs> student drivers on the interstate with his blinker on. i get up beside him it's the fucking instructor like a gray-haired old dude on the phone no kids anywhere in the car oh, <laughs> oh my well, god that makes sense <laughs> anyway already every oh wow Jeez. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Man, I have mm. so many outtakes in the last one of me going like, "Have a, oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs>